I mean, uh, I'm not talking candle oh boy. wax on the nipples or witchcraft or anything like candle that. Candle wax on the nipples? You know, what is she talking about? Perry was because of his last Guys, name. you don't like cocks? It's Actually, Kate. I love cocks. I didn't say I love cocks. That was from the music. Excuse it's me, playing. I need it elsewhere. You turned me down 14 times for drinks, well, who's <laughs> Guys, this is a, this is an intro track. I have to give a shout out to my boy Izzy Presley, whose podcast I was on the other day. He made me this really funny and cool intro track for Date Fails that I'm going to start playing at the beginning. And if you guys make me one, you're welcome to send it. If you want to make me a funny mashup of like dating songs or things that you think fit the podcast, I've used different songs over different times. Um, Another One Bites the Dust is one of my favorites because it fits my love life. Anyway, if you want to send me one, I'd be happy to use it and give you a shout out if I like it. So feel free to send that in. None of the clips, though, can contain anything longer than a few seconds, you know, because Spotify gets upset if you use music of other artists or whatever. I don't know the rules. Anyway, it's Kate. This is Date Fails. How are you guys? I hope you're living your best life. Um, I am posting this as part two of the episode that I just posted about uh, October and going through heavy shit and Donald Trump. And uh, I paused to answer questions. And then I was about to come back with the questions. And for some reason, uh, the second half of the podcast didn't upload. And I had already deleted it by the time I got all the messages from you guys. So I'm redoing the second half, but that's fine because there's new shit to talk about every day. Um, For instance... Damn, man, I never post about politics on my social media. And the reason is because it's so polarizing. I almost always regret it. Anytime I say anything about politics, it's just, you know, it's people get so angry if you don't agree with their opinion. And it's funny to me because anytime I post about anything that is a heavy debate, in society, I always am very careful to try to understand both sides. And I really can. You know, when I was in uh, like middle school, I think they would make you take these aptitude tests. I'm sure you guys have taken them too. And, you know, it's supposed to tell you what you're meant to be when you grow up or like what would be the best job for you. And I would always get lawyer first. And actually, I would get actor second or entertainer. I think it was actor But lawyer was always number one for me. And I never wanted to be a lawyer, but I can understand as an adult why I would be good at that because I can really argue either side of anything and I can empathize with almost either side of anything. And that's why I never get involved in debates or politics because I usually am like, eh, even if the popular side is believe all victims, I I can see why sometimes you wouldn't believe all victims. Like, I can see both sides. But anyway, I couldn't see both sides of using venomous words. Like, there's a time, I think, to draw a line in the sand. And I think with school shootings and kids killing themselves and just the general amount of depression and anxiety in society and the mental health issues that are blowing up in this country... Uh, myself included in that, I just feel like now is not a time to tweet venom. And anyway, I talked about it on the podcast and then I wrote a post about it. And it's funny because 
people are pissed that I wrote that post. And you know what? If you go read everybody who's replying back, it's amazing to me that all the people arguing in support of Trump calling Stormy Daniels horse face, all the people who are uh, supporting him are like, well, she said he has a weird dick. You know, she wrote a book about his dick. She's bullying him first. I get it. She's a porn star. I mean, you. one time I found out a guy I was dating was dating a porn star. And I uh, was tweeting jokes about the guy I was dating. Like I said, like in an all new low, I found out that uh, a guy that didn't want anyone to know I was dating him is now publicly dating a porn star. Please meet me at Hollywood Forever and help me dig my own grave, whatever. Like... That really is a joke making fun of me, saying I'm more embarrassing to date than a porn star. Uh, It's not making fun of the porn star or the guy. But when I tweeted that joke, all these other porn star people, like, started to um, defend her and tweet at me. And the things they were tweeting at me were like, you're old, you're ugly, you, maybe you should learn to write jokes instead of get through, you know, or get by on your looks or showing your tits or my favorite was people were tweeting. (laughs) This is actually funny. My favorite is people were tweeting like, um, you better learn to write jokes soon or you're going to have to start blowing people to get jobs. And I was like, then I would just be a porn star, which is you're mad at me because you feel like I was making fun of porn stars. But if I was blowing people to get jobs, what's wrong with that? That's what you're doing. It doesn't matter. The point is, I never retaliated to the porn star's tweets. I never argued back with them. Do you know why? Because I'm not going to debate with porn stars. Nothing against porn stars. Some of them are really, really intelligent. I have friends who are in porn who run businesses and make lots of money, and they're intelligent. There's also people in porn that are you know, doing drugs or in a lot of pain and they are fucking for money because they have no choice. There's different people. It doesn't matter. My point is for the president of the United States to be tweeting at a porn star calling her horse face. It's just, even if she bullied him first, it's like Mike Tyson in a boxing match with a toddler like it's an unfair you 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 they should never be in the ring together there's no reason the leader of one of the greatest countries in the world should be involved in a twitter war with a porn star i guess like i i just think it's funny i don't care listen maybe donald trump is the greatest businessman that's ever been in office maybe he's the best president we've ever had politic wise i don't know i don't get involved all i have to say about it is If someone took away that motherfucker's phone, take away his Twitter, don't let him talk. Just imagine if people keep saying like things are going well, the economy is doing well, Trump is doing a good job, like his supporters, that's what they say. Maybe he is. That's fine. Imagine if he was doing the same job and he shut the fuck up. Like stop tweeting or let someone write a nice, composed, intelligent tweet 
it can be a little snarky without being bullying. I'm an expert at at tweeting jokes at guys I'm mad at where I'm a little snarky without hitting them below the belt. That's kind of what I'm saying. So anyway, for the people that were upset that I, you know, went after your leader, just know this isn't political. It really isn't. I don't get involved. I don't endorse candidates. I just can't stand bullies. That's the truth. And as someone that gets bullied often and has a lot of trolls online, maybe I was triggered, you know, and that's okay. I just can't stand bullies. On that note, um, blah, I'm done talking about that. This podcast is called Date Fails. Let's get back to the point. I have so many questions from you guys to answer. I wish that I could tell you I had some like amazing dating story to share. Um, I don't. The reason I don't is because I'm purposely taking a moment. Like people do sober October. I'm thinking of doing no dick November. Um, because I just, the last few, I guess it's been like a couple weeks. I just decided to not go on dates for a few minutes because I was so busy and I was taking care of my friends and I was getting a lot of work done. And I was like, I just don't have time. And once I really got focused on work now, I've noticed that like every time I start thinking about guys or every time I talk to one of my friends and they're really distracted from work, very often it's about a dating situation, a guy, a girl, whatever. So I was like, maybe if I just take a month and I do no dick November, I see what happens, how my life changes that month. Maybe I would devote the extra time to fitness or maybe I would get a lot of extra work done or maybe I'd find out I go crazy and I start snapping at people and I turn into a raging bitch. I don't know what would happen, but it could be interesting. I'm trying to get my friend Aiden, who co-hosts sometimes, to do it with me and he's gay and he loves dick. So (laughs) I think it would be harder for him, but um. I'll keep you guys posted. If I do know Dick November, that means I have, what, about a week and a half. I have like 12, 13 days to get in the dick and then that's it. And then it's dick free for the month. Um, So I don't know, man. Halloween's coming up. Halloween weekend. Maybe I should schedule some Halloween weekend dick or maybe I should try to find some. That could be a fun thing too. I've never... I've only had, and I've talked about it on here, I've only really had one one night stand. I mean, kind of technically two, but one I didn't end up having sex with. So my two one night stands, one was at Saddle Ranch. This was years ago. This had to be like five, six years ago. I went to Saddle Ranch with my friend Jody, and I had just broken up with a guy. And Jody was like, you need to have sex with someone else. It's the best way to get over someone, which, by the way, I don't really believe unless the sex is like mind blowing. I don't think that usually works. And even if it's mind blowing, like I can have mind blowing sex and then I'll turn over and lay in bed next to the guy that just gave me the mind blowing sex and be sad because I'll think about the last guy that I was like in love with and miss him. So that doesn't really work for me. But anyway, we went to Saddle Ranch. Jody's like, you got to find a guy to hook up with tonight. That's your mission. So I found this guy. He was a lacrosse player. He was really hot. We started shooting pool. We got along. We were laughing, flirting, having fun. One thing led to another. The bar's closing. This guy lives in Venice. I live in Hollywood. Saddle Ranch is in the middle. If you don't live in California, it's not that far. It's like 20 miles from Hollywood to Venice, but... 
it in traffic it takes forever if you're ubering it's expensive we had ubered so if i ubered with him to his place the uber back to my place would be like 50 bucks and at the time i really didn't have any money and i'd never had a one night stand and i felt weird about it so i ended up my girlfriend my other girlfriend kim who was with me at the bar i was like kim you have to come with me to this guy's house because I don't know if I want to sleep with him or not. So let's just act like we're going to all go there and hang out. And then either I'll have this like one night stand with him or I won't. By the way, the best part is I already was like calling it a one night stand before we even hooked up. Like in my mind, there was already no chance me and this guy were like ever hanging out again. I don't know why. Like I didn't think that I I didn't think about it like maybe I should try to date him. I was drunk and I just I was sad about a guy. So I went home with him and we started like fooling around in his room. And Kim, my friend, is in the living room hanging out. Um, and then all of a sudden I I decide I want to have sex with a guy and I ask him to get a condom and he's like, I don't have any. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any? How could you bring me back here and you don't have condoms? I'm not fucking you without a condom. And he was like, what's the big deal? I don't have anything. And I was like, no, I don't do that. And he was like, will you at least suck my dick? And I was like, no, I was so annoyed. Plus, he was like sweaty from the bar all night. Like, look, I'm not against giving head. You guys know that. But like a one night stand who's sweaty, who I barely know. I don't know if you have a disease and you don't have any condoms in your house not to mention his mattress was on the floor like this whole scene by the way was not (laughs) was not a good scenario his apartment barely had any furniture his mattress was on the floor my friend Kim the poor girl is sitting in the living room on the couch like waiting because once we got back there we had a drink and then the guy just pulled me into his room so then he says he's gonna go get condoms so he comes out into the living room He sees my friend Kim on the couch, and then this is the best part. He goes, oh, hey, I have something for you here. And he pulls out a pair of socks from a drawer in his living room and gives it to my friend Kim. And he's like, I work with this company. They make socks. And they were like athletic socks. And he's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the store. And he walks out the door, and he's going to get condoms. And I come out and Kim is sitting on the couch holding these socks. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, let's just get out of here. He doesn't even have condoms. I think he's drunk. He might not even be able to stay hard. This is a mistake. And she's like, totally, let's go. So we called an Uber and it was like $40 to come back to Hollywood. And that was my failed one night stand attempt. And then I didn't have an actual one night stand until like three years later, I was in San Francisco and I told this story before where I met up with a a 49er to have a drink and one thing led to another and we got along and we ended up hooking up at my hotel and that's the only actual one night stand I ever had. I never saw that guy again, but he's actually a really sweet guy. Every once in a while we would like text or DM and stayed in touch. It was just like, he's in San Francisco, he's really young and whatever. So those are my two one night stands. I don't think that sleeping with someone is a way to get over someone else, but I'm glad that I had, you know, an attempted 
one night stand to try that out. And also my 49er was, was really hot. So anyway, the point is I brought that up because I think that could be an interesting adventure. That could be like a Halloween scavenger hunt. Like maybe I'm doing no dick November, but I have to get one in Halloween weekend and I'm not a one night stand person. So that could be like an interesting fun game to see if I can find anyone I would be down to have a one night stand with because I'm really really picky I have to be like really attracted to you or we have some kind of crazy spark and I'm not partying really these days anymore like I barely barely drank and I'm not doing drugs so it could be difficult but let me think about that let me know what you guys think if anyone else wants to do No Dick November let me know about that too or for the guys you could call it No Drama November or No Date November or whatever. No pussy November, but that doesn't really have a good ring to it. So, all right. Well, on that note, I said I was going to do questions on the last podcast and I didn't get to them. I'm going to do them right now. All right, here we go. Okay. So you guys had great questions this week. Um, I'm going to try to answer all of them, which I can rarely get through them all, but there's about 30 here. I'll get through as many as I can. First one, do you date short guys? You know what? I think that we all should stop saying that we don't date any certain type of person because when I was younger, I used to be like, the guy has to be taller than me. He has to be older than me. But yeah, I've hooked up with a couple short guys. There's the guy that I had like the best sex in my life with was basically about my height. Uh, maybe five, 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 six. I'm five, five. Maybe it's five, seven. I don't know. But he wasn't tall. And I've dated um one guy that was my height or maybe even an inch shorter. If I really, really like a guy and I'm attracted to him, that is not something that's going to stop me from dating him. So, and you know, it's okay if you're not into short guys, or it's okay if you're a guy that like only dates tall women. But sometimes you, if if you open up your mind to the idea of maybe and you meet someone you know it could be great short guys seem to try harder in bed I can say that 100,000 percent because that little motherfucker would eat my pussy like a champ I mean like that guy would go down on me for so long that I was like maybe that's all he wants like it was amazing and it's nice too because you know like I don't know I think it's more about how you're bodies match up. I don't know. This is going to get graphic. See, I'm blushing. I'm different. Sober Kate is so different. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, is age really just a number? That's a great question. I personally think age can be just a number in some circumstances, but I do think age is important in terms of like actually dating in a relationship. And what I mean by that is this. I've always been an old soul my whole life. When I was a kid, my best friends were always like five, six years older than me. And even like as a teenage girl, like when I was 13, 14, I used to hang out with my neighbor's dad and not in like a creepy way. Like we would sit in his garage at night and like just talk and watch the rain. He would smoke and like, I always enjoyed talking to grownups. So I always felt like I needed to be with older people, but then I was married to a guy that was five or six years older than me, and even though I think I was mature enough in some ways, the thing that's missing is the life experience. 
Like I didn't realize till partway through the marriage how much that age gap did matter because when I was 19, he was like 25, even though that's not a big age gap, but it's a lot of life experience gap. Like I'd barely dated. He'd already dated. Some of those things came up later. So I do think that you need to have had like somewhat similar life experiences to be able to connect You know, no matter how much you are attracted to a guy that's 45, if you're 25, like that might seem hot because he's a man, he's got his shit together and, you know, maybe, maybe he has money or maybe he has power. He has something you're attracted to. But at the end of the day, that guy's lived 20 years on you. There's no way you guys can have as much in common as you think. And I mean, I guess for casual dating, if that's what you want, maybe it's cool. I don't know. That's just my, my opinion. Um, Let's see. I took my ex back after cheating, but I still feel like he is lying to me. Ooh, how do I confront him about it? That's a tough one. Oh, man, that's rough. See, I don't want to say once a cheater, always a cheater or that people can't change because I think people make mistakes. I think people grow. I think there's reasons at times people cheat and justify it in their own mind or maybe maybe if I'm not saying this is a good excuse but like maybe if they were an addict and they were drinking at the time when they cheated and now they're sober that's different or maybe um they were in a marriage where they were like really really sex starved and they felt not whole and they fought it for a long time then they finally cheated and then they met you and they realized like that you know they should have been with someone like you when they were married and they would never cheat on you. But here's my issue. He cheated on you. Ah, see, I have trust issues. So if someone cheated on me in the back of my mind, I think I would always worry they were going to cheat again. And, and so even if I took that person back and even if I wanted to stay with them, uh, that trust issue would slowly eat away at the relationship. And I'd always be like, overthinking and overguessing and overanalyzing and then I'd want him to prove it to the point where probably it would become really unhealthy so that's like tough why did he cheat on you I need more information why did he cheat on you have you guys resolved the issue like the reason he felt the need to cheat also how did you find out see cheating is weird because look no one wants their person to cheat no girl is like man I hope my guy cheats. And I think even girls like me that'll go, like I've dated guys that are famous and I say like, I know probably if they're on the road, they might hook up with another chick or get a blowjob or whatever. But like, as long as they're not dating that person or staying in touch with that person. And I've always said these things and I mean it to some extent, but it's also, I think that that's a way of like lowering your standard a little bit, one, so that you can be with a type of guy that you desire. And also, I think it's partly setting yourself up to get hurt less. Like if somehow I convince myself that that's okay, then it won't hurt as bad if I find out that they do it, which now I'm growing a little bit. Like my standards have come up a little. Like I've been with a few guys that have made me um, see that if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. One, two, I'm starting to actually realize that I deserve better than that. Like I don't deserve a guy that's going to cheat on me. All guys are very tempted. Some will succumb. I guess my thing is like, if I've, if I found out a guy 
who was in love with me, if he was like, I fucked up one time. I was on the road. I fucked this girl. She's throwing herself at me. I was drunk. It didn't mean anything. I haven't talked to her since. I love you. And he's treating me really well. And everything else has been pretty good. And he fucked up. I, I think I could be okay with it, but I also would not want to know. Like, I would be like, great, why are you telling me? I didn't fucking need to know. I didn't need that seed in my head. Some people disagree. My friend Aiden, if he was here, he'd be like, no, Kate, I want extreme honesty. I want complete openness. But if I don't know, and you're not treating me in any way that I would ever know, then for me, like, I'm happier. Once I know, it's going to fester. The fact that you took him back to me makes me think either you really love him so much you're willing to try to forgive him, or you don't feel confident that you deserve better than someone that will cheat on you, so you took this guy back because you think he's the best you can do, and I don't know who you are, but I would say if it's the second thing and you took him back because... because you don't think you can do better or you think you don't deserve a guy that won't cheat on you, um, I would say that you shouldn't be with this person. If you took him back so you love him and it's been really great and he messed up and you really believe you guys have a future and that he won't do it again or it won't hurt you again, then I guess you can keep moving forward with it. But fuck, man. It's kind of like when a guy meets you while he's married I would never date a guy who's still attached. In some ways, I've regretted it before because I've turned down great guys that are still getting out of a marriage. But until all the ties are cut, I won't date them um, because I don't ever want to feel like I was the girl you left your wife for. Because then if we end up together, I'm always going to worry that you would leave me for someone. So like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could stay with a guy after I knew he cheated, if I knew for sure I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you, but if you think he's lying to you again, I guess the best thing I can say, because I'm looking at your question again, I still feel like he's lying to me. I think if you still feel that, I would say trust your gut, because if a guy does cheat on you or a girl cheats on you, see, guys are so different, though. Like, I feel like guys are like, if a girl, my friend Jackson is like, have some pride. If a girl cheats on me, fuck that bitch. I'm out. Like, Jackson is like, my pride is too strong to stay with a girl that cheats on me, even if I love her. It's like women don't seem to have that same sense of pride, but we should. If you think he's lying and you were right once, you're probably right again. And I wouldn't even bother confronting him. I wouldn't waste the energy on it. I would say, I still feel like you're lying. And however you're treating me is not making me think you're telling the truth. So I would leave him. Leave him! Oh my God, I'm yelling. All right. Um, How can you tell if you dish out dynamite dick? Uh, well, if you dish out dynamite dick, I love that you called it that. Dynamite dick. Um, One, the girl will have multiple orgasms. The girl will want you to fuck her more often. Guys that really dish out dynamite dick, as you call it, are guys that I will hit up for sex all the time. If the sex is really good, um, we want it more. If the girl doesn't want to fuck you that much, it could be that she has a low sex drive or it could also be that you're not dishing out that dynamite dick. And that has a lot more to do with 
the foreplay, the touching of her whole body, the going down on her or fingering her or whatever her thing is that she likes, or you sucking on her tits, or maybe it's, I have this one guy, he'll come up to me and he'll like breathe on my neck and then he'll kind of like nibble on my neck just barely, but in a way that it like turns me on so much. Stuff like that is all a part of the dynamite dick. It's not just your dick. It's the whole package. But I promise you that if you're dishing out dynamite dick, she's going to be um, maybe a little noisier than usual. Maybe she's going to, she's definitely going to want it more. And she'll probably tell you when a guy is really good, I tell him, I'm like, fuck, you're amazing. Holy shit. Where did you learn to X, Y, Z? Like I just say it to them. So yeah. Do girls ever ghost guys? Um, I'm sure they do all the time. I hear about it all the time. I've never been a ghoster. I'm not good at ghosting people. I will say there's been times that maybe I've been texting a little bit with someone and then I decide I'm not feeling it and I gently try to tell them in multiple ways. Like, you know, I'm just really busy right now. I decided to wait on dating or... um you know, I started seeing some other guy. I'm going to see how that pans out or I'll make some kind of excuse so that I hope they get the message because it seems rude to me to just say, I'm not really feeling this over text. (laughs) Like sometimes I'll go out with a guy even, and I'll think he's cool on a date, but then like his text game turns me off so bad because he texts too much or I don't know, his texts are just, he's trying too hard to be funny and he's not or whatever he does that turns me off to where I don't want to go out with him again. If I make a couple excuses and he's not getting the hint, that's the only time that I'll just stop replying. But for me, it takes a lot to get me to that point. Like you have to really be texting me so much that I'm like, this guy will never get the hint. And I actually have something to say about ghosting. I was talking about it today with my friend Aiden. We were talking on the phone because... I was telling him, and I forgot about this until today, but I was trying to give him some advice, and I was basically saying that I get really upset when a guy ghosts me, but then I was like, but you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there have been times when a guy did me a favor by ghosting me, like a couple times at the end of something with a guy where we've been around and around and it's not working and we've said audibly this isn't working but we still kind of like each other or we have great sex so for whatever reason one of us is trying to keep it going and then we keep fighting once it gets into this toxic spin cycle of where you fuck you fight you fuck you fight I'm usually the one hanging on I admit it Usually at some point, the guy is like, okay, this sex is amazing, but like, I can't deal with this drama. I can't deal with this fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. And I'm usually the one that's like, well, let's try this. Let's try being just friends. Let's try just fucking. Like, I'm the one that's like desperately grasping at any way we can keep this going. And usually the guy eventually ghosts on me in that scenario. It's happened to me a few times. And I told Aiden today that really hurt my feelings at the time. I was like, fuck this guy. I can't believe he just ghosted. He won't talk to me. But in hindsight, I'm actually glad those guys did that 
because I moved on quicker. I told Aiden, I go, I, I bet you if a couple of these guys never ghosted me, I'd still be talking to them. Years later, we could still be having this same fucking circle pattern where I keep going back. So occasionally I think it's okay to ghost, but only if you've exhausted all other options. And do girls ghost guys? I know lots of girls that just ghost guys without warning or without even like having a great reason. They're just like, eh, over it and ghost. I don't think that's a nice thing to do. And I don't do that ever. Um, Okay. Let's see. How long do you have to be dating someone to do anal? (laughs) Well, I don't think this is a time thing. I think anal is a very special situation. Some girls will never do anal. Some guys don't like anal. Um, Some people, for me personally, I'm not saying anal is off the table, but it's a boyfriend thing for me. And it has to be like someone I trust. I've been with for a while. Like for me, I view anal as like a really, really lovely gift that I'm giving them for like a lot of time put in and like commitment and good treatment it's kind of like a threesome like if I'm gonna have a threesome with a guy it's a gift that is earned it's not like I'm talking about if it's a threesome with a guy that I'm dating it's never gonna be just like third date we fuck fourth date threesome no 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 this has to be a guy that treats me so well and I'm so convinced he's so in love with me he would never leave me and then maybe as like my gift to him it's like surprise anal surprise threesome like that's how that goes down um how long do you have to be dating though I don't think that's the point I do think that anal though is something that you can never just do it unless she asks you for it you have to have a conversation like anal is serious guys okay I know most of you guys have never had a dick in your butt or anything in your butt unless you're a gay guy listening maybe you have or a straight guy that's into pegging but Most of you have not had that experience, Um, but I want to tell you that if it's not done properly, here's the thing. If you're going to do it, you want to do it right the first time. You want to know what the fuck you're doing. The girl has to be really warmed up for it. You do have to use lube for it. You have to make sure the girl enjoys it the first time because if you guys fuck this up, you're never getting it again. It won't happen twice. If you hurt her, if you tear her, if you injure her butthole... Um, do you think she's ever letting you try it again? Hell no. So you better be like a Jedi fucking master back there before you even attempt it. Like take a lesson, do what you need to do, read a guidebook. I don't know, but don't just go attempting it. Don't you dare ever just fucking try to put it in there. I will kill you guys. Okay. Not okay. That got serious. That was almost as serious as a Donald Trump talk, but I'm very passionate about anal because I've had guys just try to do it to me that I'm not even dating. I'm like, whoa, whoa, first of all, no, you don't know what you're doing, clearly. Secondly, um, that hurts if you're not prepared, okay? And sometimes just going, you can't, by the way, I hope you guys know this and I assume you know this, you can't go butthole to pussy and you can't finger her butthole and then touch her clit. That's how girls get UTIs. And you guys are like, my girl has a UTI all the time. Yeah, because you're sticking your stupid fucking stubby finger up her asshole and then touching her clit. You're transferring poop across her private parts. How would you feel if your girl scraped some poop out of your butthole and then rubbed it all over the tip of your dick and then that shit went up your dick and you got an infection and every time you peed it hurt like a bitch and you had to take pills all the time and you had to tell people and it, that's your fault 
I love you guys, though. Just, this is, I hate podcasting alone, by the way. I get angry. Listen to me. For the people listening, if you don't like these solo podcasts, let me know because I'm going to stop doing them. But sometimes I just want to get one out for you guys. And this is the way. I feel angry. And if it seems like I'm yelling, I'm sorry. This is my favorite question ever. Married for 19 years. My wife is the hottest woman ever and sex is great. No question. Just bragging. (laughs) Shout out to you, dude. See, guys, love is real. I shared that with you because I want you to know it can happen. I can't imagine that. But I'm, hey, you found a special, special lady and I'm proud of you for acknowledging her. Um, all right. I like to wear women's lingerie. My girlfriend doesn't know. Should I tell her? Oh my God. Is this real or joke? Um, I like to wear women's lingerie. My girlfriend doesn't know. Should I tell her? That's interesting. I think she knows. Like she doesn't know. But if you're dating a guy... That is, it that is, unique enough or has, a, a, a quality. That, I don't know how to say this because I want to say like if he seems like effeminate, but some guys that wear like women's laundry and stuff are actually the total opposite. They're like extreme alpha guys. So, like you don't know who's into this kind of thing. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, women have intuition about people. I feel like I've dated guys before that I was like, I feel like he might be a little gay. And then I find out somewhere down the line, like he's made out with a couple guys. So like when I found that out, I was like, oh, I'm not really shocked. I always kind of had a feeling he was like a little gay. So I feel like if you are doing something like that and your girl found out, there's a very good chance she would not be shocked in the back of her mind. She might be like, I kind of always knew. But that doesn't mean she'd be okay with it. I'm trying to imagine if I would be okay with that. Like if I was dating a guy I really liked and he was really hot and the sex was really good and I find out that he likes to wear women's lingerie. Ooh. Mmm. Yeah, I don't know that I... uh, I don't... I think it might be a little bit of a turnoff for me. I feel bad saying that, but, but then again, I dated a guy that I found out had kissed a couple guys, but he never had sex with a guy. And I asked him why. And he's like, I don't know. In the moment I just felt like it. And I was like, okay. And it never bothered me. So maybe it wouldn't, I guess it would depend if I saw him in it. Are we talking about a bra or just panties? Like maybe occasionally if he puts on the panties, that's okay. I guess if I really liked him, who am I kidding? I'd probably make an excuse for it because I make an excuse for everything. And I'd probably just be like, whatever, dude. But if he wore it out in public under his clothes and we were like on a date and I knew it was wearing a bra, I think that would get to me. I don't know. Should you tell her though is the question. I think that if it's important to you that she knows because you guys don't want to have secrets, then you should tell her. And the reason I say that is because I think that personally, anytime I'm withholding a secret from someone I care about, it eats away at me and I always end up telling them anyway, you might as well get it off your chest, but you need to be comfortable with any reaction she might have. And if this is something that you need to share with the person you love and she's not comfortable with it, then that could be that she's not the right person for you. And there's someone that will love you in women laundry. 
I hope this was a serious question, not a joke question, because I spent time answering it because I care. Um, that's my answer. I wanted to do all the questions, but this is what happens. I ramble on every single question. I still have so many. All right, let's get to the next one. Um, I'm having sex with my ex, even though we probably shouldn't. Should I continue? Oh, Christ. I mean, the short answer is no, you should not continue. You should never have sex with your ex. (laughs) I have sex with my ex all the time. Every time we do it, I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. And then I leave and I think I have no feelings for this guy anymore. And then like three days later, I'm like, he's not texting me back. And then before I know it, I'm showing up at his house doing crazy shit to him. And then Joey Diaz is like lecturing me about it. So... If you can have sex with your ex in a way that you really catch zero feelings, which I've never been able to manage, you go right ahead. I, on the other hand, tend to start out without the feelings. Although to be fair to me, it's not just the girl. Because every time I start fucking my ex, before I know it, they're starting to act boyfriendy, like low key. Like, oh, are you seeing anyone else? Do I need a condom? How many guys are you fucking? And then they, and then if I don't text them back, they get butt hurt too. So it's like this weirdness where it's like there's no dating, but there's still a little bit of like he'll get jealous. And my stuff with my exes is never that I get jealous because I always assume all my exes are fucking a million people because those are the guys I like. But for me, it's more like a respect thing. Like once we're fucking again, even if we're exes, like I expect uh, if we make a plan to meet tonight, like if I text you at eight and go, what's up tonight? And you go come over after your show. And then I hit you up at 11 after my show and you don't reply then I'm pissed off. Cause I'm like, I planned on it. I shaved my legs. Now what? I have to find someone else to fuck. So these smooth legs can't go to waste. And that's, I'm not doing that. It's too much work. And I get angry. So by the way, I'm joking about the finding someone else to fuck, but that is really annoying. So I say 90% of the time sex with an ex is a bad idea. Also, it's like, let's move life forward, not backwards. You know, I mean, I still miss Rod Stewart a little sometimes, but I'm never going to go see him again because I'm moving life forward. We all need to move forward. If you're that horny, I'll make you a deal. I'll fuck you. Just kidding. I'm totally joking. I don't even know if this question is a man or a woman, by the way, but I have 12 days before no dick November. So, um, I will tell you what, I will not use an ex to get my dick in before the dick talks. If you stop fucking your ex, how about that deal? I want something serious. This is the next question. I want something serious. Is it better to pursue it or let it come naturally? Ooh, good question. This just happened to me. I say, let it come naturally. The reason is because the whole reason I cut off the guy that I only went on a couple dates with that seemed great on paper is because I liked him and I was kind of into him and maybe there would have been a chance for us to be honest, but after just two dates, it was just very clear he wanted a girlfriend like right now. Like after the first date, he texts me every day. He would call me. He even called me to like check in and he was even calling me when I was like, on the road and we'd only been out once. And then after the second date, it was kind of like the same thing. And I just was, I realized, I even said to my friends, I go, this guy is just, I can tell if I go out with him again, we're like together. Like if I went out with another guy, I could already tell he'd be jealous, but he barely knows me. Like we shouldn't be, it's moving a little quick. And that turned me off of wanting to continue, not because I didn't like him or don't think he's boyfriend material, but because I felt rushed into the 
process. So I say, let it happen naturally. You know, I think it's okay to tell someone like, you know, I'm ready for a relationship if I meet the right person, but I'm in no rush. That's a different thing that takes the pressure off versus this guy even said to me when I told him, I didn't think uh, I, I had the time to give him what he needs right now. He was like, well, I know exactly what I want and I would rather not waste time. And I'm like, okay. So that can freak someone out and scare them off. You don't need to be in a rush. Also, you shouldn't be in a rush because you really don't know someone very well until you spend some decent amount of time with them. You don't want to jump in a relationship with someone you barely know. That's how people get invested and get their feelings so hurt when the person turns out to be a complete sociopath or completely the opposite of everything they thought. And now you're in a relationship and it's like a like emotional breakup that could have been avoided. So take your time. I love you. All right. Should I continue my relationship with a hot woman who is going to prison for eight months? <laughs> Why? Why is she going to prison? She's hot and she's going to prison. Guys, it's me. I'm going to prison. That's so funny. I'm sorry to laugh if this is a serious question. Um, eight months is not that long. If you love her, I would wait. That said, I would like to know why she's going to prison. I tend to say not to date people going into prison. You want to date the people coming out of prison. (laughs) But if you love her, she's behind bars. Oh, conjugal visits. I don't know what state you're in. In California, you can only have them if you're married. So you're not getting fucked for eight months, man. Tough call. But if it's love, it's love. And you wait. You can have like a romantic long distance. You guys can write each other letters. You can be like pen pals. So that's kind of cute, I suppose. Uh, Okay. (laughs) That's my favorite question. I take back the one about the guy bragging. She's going to prison. If a guy I was dating was going to prison for eight months and I was in love with him, it would depend why. Like, is he going to prison for tax evasion? Is he going to prison because... He was dealing marijuana. I met a guy that I was really into who was in prison for a long time because he was dealing like heavy, like huge amounts of marijuana before marijuana was legal. But he was like actually a smart business guy and he was hot and he was in federal prison because of the amount of weed he was moving. But other than that, he was like a totally stable sound, not violent, like normal, no other arrests, like nothing else. That seems like a safe prisoner, you know? Now weed is legal. It wouldn't even be a crime what he was doing. He would have just done it right. So that's very different from someone who's going to prison for like, you know, something serious. Eight months is not a long time. So I I would like to know what happened. But I say eight months apart is not a reason to end something personally. Um, my girlfriend makes a racket every morning getting ready. Am I out of line asking her to get ready on the main floor? No, I don't think so. I'd be fine with me. If she's loud getting ready in the morning, you know, some people like actually read this friend out. uh, I read this question out loud the other night with my friend Krista um, when I was looking through the questions. And she said, she said, you wouldn't even have to ask me if a guy's asleep in the other room. I would go downstairs to get ready. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't. But not because I not because I'm rude or inconsiderate. It just wouldn't cross my mind because I'm a really, really heavy sleeper. So nothing wakes me up. So I would think I could take a shower and get ready and he would sleep through it. 
but I'm a heavy sleeper. Krista's a lighter sleeper. So she's like, oh no, I would totally wake up. So I would go downstairs. So it could be, she just doesn't think of it. I think you're totally fine to ask her nicely. Just go, Hey babe, um, I'm such a light sleeper and I know you're just getting ready for work, which is cool, but it's so noisy in the morning. It's waking me up. Would you mind just getting ready downstairs? And you know what would be cool too? Like you shouldn't have to do this, but I would do something like this. Like if I was going to ask a guy, Hey, can you get ready downstairs? Whatever. I might even throw in something nice with it. You know, like the next morning I might put a note down there that says like, you're hot. Thanks for getting ready down here. XO. Just something like really small. It's like, no one can get mad at that. I'm a big fan of like a little gift or a compliment or a sweet note or just something that you don't need to do. Like you go that tiny extra step, not a mile, not a huge gift, a step that lets someone know that you appreciate their sacrifice and they know that you, you know, you appreciate them. They appreciate you. I think that, I think that's a wise move. I'm going to do one more. I wish I could do more, but I have to get ready. I'm going to the Laugh Factory tonight. I'm doing a show with Joey Diaz and Bobby Lee, and it's going to be really fun. If you happen to be in L.A., by the way, tomorrow I'm at the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Saturday night. I'm at the Comedy Store, 7 p.m. There's still tickets for that show. Joey Diaz is on that show as well. I don't know who else is on Saturday night, but it's always killer at the Comedy Store. And then also Edmonton, Canada, I will be at the Comic Strip October 25 through the 28th um, with, oh no, 24 through the 27th. Aiden, my friend who co-hosts the podcast, is coming to open for me and I have to actually fly back Sunday morning. He's staying the headline Sunday night. So that whole weekend before Halloween, I'm at the comic strip in Edmonton. Y'all get your asses out if you're in Canada. Uh, I'm so excited to see everybody. I haven't been on the road for a minute, so it's going to be awesome. Um, this is the last question I'm going to answer. Oh, this is a good one. Dating two ladies at the moment. Decision time. Go the safe road or try to tame the crazy. Oh, fuck. This is a conundrum we all come to, right? Do you go with the one that's wild and hot and exciting and the sex is amazing? Or do you go with the safe one that is, you know, whatever, stable, nice, treats you well, sex is good, maybe not quite as wild, but less drama. It's a tough call, man. It's, it's, we all know the smart, wise answer is you go with stable. You go with the one that gives you the the least drama, cares about you. The sex is good. You, you know, she'll treat you well. That's the answer. That's the answer. But would I do that? Hmm. I don't think so. I wish I could say I would. We all want it all. The sex is so important to me. I want like fire sex. And I like a little excitement and unpredictability and just a touch of drama, you know, but not a lot. I don't want to, I don't want to have a lot of fights with someone and I don't want crazy drama, but I do need a guy that like will shock me. Like we're walking down the street and he just suddenly shows me against a wall and starts touching me or something. Like I like that excitement and I need that and I will get bored without that. So it could be that that means I'm not ready for a relationship or I'm damaged and I'm, or it could be that I will always need that. And then I have to wait until I find someone that's the right mix. But if you're dating both and you're at a point where you have to choose, hmm, fuck, that's hard. I think I would say, let the crazy one go for you. And the reason is because I always pick the crazy one and you know what? I always get hurt. And the truth is there's always another crazy one around the corner. 
You'll always find another crazy one. You will, but you will not always find another good one. The good catches are harder to find. Yeah, you gotta let the crazy one go. It's, it's gonna be hard because it, it's addictive. The crazy ones are addictive, but fuck man. We're growing. We're growing. My whole last episode was about growing. If I don't grow, if we don't grow, we can't go back to the same pattern. Old Kate would have definitely picked crazy. Old Kate would have fucking been at Rod Stewart's house right now trying to fuck that crazy piece of shit. You can't pick, you can't pick crazy. You can't continue your pattern if you want to grow. So we got to change the pattern. That's why I'm doing No Dick November and that's why you are going to pick stable. Oh, this is good. This is the right ending. We're going stable. We're going stable. We're all going stable. Okay. Everyone that's fucking with some crazy person that's ruining your life. No dick November. No drama November. We're doing it guys. Okay. All right. Listen, I love you. I wish I could keep talking to you. This is actually fun. Once I get on a roll, I get a little angry and over talky, but I really enjoy answering your questions. Uh, the next episode will have a guest though, because I can't keep talking to myself forever. And I can't wait to see you guys in Canada. I will be at the comedy store this Saturday night, 7 PM, grab tickets. I'm at the ha ha comedy club in North Hollywood Sunday night. And then I am off to Canada very soon. The weekend before Halloween comic strip. If you guys want to support the podcast, please visit my Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash Kate Q funny. Also, I haven't said this on here in a while, but I do ads on the podcast as well. So if you have a business and you would like your business to have a shout out on the podcast, you can email datefailspod at gmail.com and uh, we can set that up for you as well. I love you guys. This has been Kate and I will talk to you next time. Bye.